If you are not following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, what are you waiting for? Make sure you also check us out on our social channels on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook if you want, and Instagram, our biggest platform there. Guys, I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. I want everyone to give Chris Nady a round of applause. Go Bird, go Bird. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. You stepped outside right in the green room. We we're having some connection issues. You said, I'm going to step outside. I said, you're going to freeze your butt off. And you said, no, we're shorts uh, to every single game. So we're it's not going to go. be an issue for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, I got. I, I, we have a few questions for you. One thing I want to ask is every time I see your picture, it's above an article that says, Either uh, the Eagles are the best fan base in the entire NFL or they're the most annoying fan base in the NFL. And there's usually a picture of you, your buddy Jamie or Dunphy on there kind of representing the whole fan group. How do you distinguish that honor? How does that make you feel that every single time there's always going to be a picture of Chris Nady there in the stands? Well, we are the best and we're the most annoying. That's why we're the best because we're that's what that's what our job. I mean, come on. E-Rock said it best. Like, I don't know how to tell you guys, but that's kind of what we do. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, we're, we're there to annoy the other fans, annoy the other teams. It's, it is what it is. To a point, keep it PG. Got to be respectful. We ain't like those college kids in a parking lot. We, we like to give a good name to the fans. Like, you know, it's there's a fine line there. There's being a fan, then there's being a jerk-off. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so do you take this as a term of endearment when, uh, what is of it, course, ESPN? Of course, we're doing our job. We're doing our job. That's what we got to do. Be loud and be obnoxious. You know, like I said, to a point and keep it cool. I feel the same way. When someone calls you annoying, it just means you care, Chris. It just means that you're there. You want to be about it all up in their business. You just care an awful lot. We have a reputation to keep here. I I absolutely do. I want to have a voice now because we've been doing good this year and last year. Year before that, you couldn't even. I couldn't even do this because I sound like nothing. Like there's nothing coming out. As I'm, I'm used to screaming at my own team. To be honest with you. You know, I cheer and this and that, of course, but like, you know, if we're doing good, I don't have to yell at my own team and we're good. No, no, that run the ball, all that, you know? <laughs> well, well, to that, to that point, I'm, I'm surprised you have a voice because I feel like last week's game was kind of scream worthy. Did, did you oh, feel like that game was just kind of like, you're already moving on, like you're moved on from it. it, it it's, it, it happened. It's over with. And, you know, or, or do you, are you actually worried from what happened during that San Francisco game? Well, I am more hoarse than I've been all year from that game, of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> the weather has helped the last three weeks, but it also uh, I haven't I've made it knock on wood not to get too sick from the, the last few games. But um, yeah, it was a little disheartening. It, it, we we took we took a whooping. We did. I mean, last time we took a whooping like that, I believe was '09, and um, you know, it's nice. It's, mm, it's we're not that, that team though. We're not that team. They've been looking at us all year long. Probably why they dropped three games or four games to nobodies. You know what I mean? Worried about us too much. And I, I get it. I get that it. or no Debo. It's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey, Chris. So um, first of all, it, it's uh, it's funny to hear you talk about the the reputation that we've got as uh, as Eagles fans. So I live in Minnesota. And when the Eagles won the Super Bowl here in Minnesota, every Minnesotan in Minneapolis was not excited about the Super Bowl because they were like, oh my God, Eagles fans are coming to town. And it was just like such a heartwarming experience watching them quiver in fear that there was going to be a flock of Eagles heading into Minneapolis. Um, but I was also with my people during that time. So that was lovely. Um, I do have a question. You carry an uncanny resemblance to Gardner Minshew. Is this on purpose? Yeah, he gave me his mustache because like, I tried to jersey swap with him. <laughs> I gave him a, uh, a Jim McMahon jersey at the Washington game in 2021. He was always talking about, oh, I'll get fined if I give you my jersey, blah, blah, blah. But he also hasn't rocked the stash since. So I guess he gave me his mustache. He did give me a – not this one. I gave him one of these, and he gave me his uh, his NFL gray headband. You'll see in a lot of his pictures. <laughs> He's a really good dude. That's wow. pretty I actually Have got you to like buy built like a games. Um, even Vince Papali, when we were doing an interview for um, uh, Good Day Philadelphia, him and his wife were there, and uh, Minshew lives with them when he's not um, when when he was with the Eagles and he was in town. Um, I guess they live in Florida, probably, but he trains with their son and all that. And she's like, "I got to text Gardner." I was like, "Trust me, he knows who I am." She texts him picture of me, and five minutes later, he goes, "LOL, that's my guy." <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy so you've like built like kind of like a relationship with him like have you talked to Gardner like since he left Philly or is it just kind of one of those hey you see each other at the games give each other a nod and kind of move on your first words there were we kind of have a relationship is exactly what he said in his post-game press conference about me uh, when he beat the Jets that's that footage is available out there on my page <laughs> wow but, you know, it's like I so I saw him in um I guess it was the opening game in um Atlanta and he's sitting there holding a clipboard for Joe Flacco. Like, come on now. Like, let's be real. So I was like, Gardner, where's your mullet? I'm holding on to it for you, but uh, I'm going to charge a storage fee. So I just busted it <laughs> since then. And literally every game I would just kind of like mess with him. And then finally he got that clipboard out of his hands. And uh, Flacco's on the Jets. And, you know, from then on he would we'd meet up in the stands and this and that. He'd come over to the sidelines. He signed my McMahon jersey and I was trying to get the jersey swap going since the Denver game and he's like, I can't give it to you. A lot of those pictures you see where he's like this with his jersey. He's talking to me, telling me he can't give me his jersey, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the girls love it. It's all good. I'm sure they do. I love it. I'm not a girl, but I still love it. I would I would probably like if you had some like a crumb or something, I'd probably grab it and eat it myself. I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know. You know, this conversation just turned weird. Yeah, but that like that's how you compliment people's facial hair. You're like, oh, if you had food stuck in your facial hair, I would still I would still trust it. Maybe <laughs> okay. that's not. Do All people right. not talk like that in your family? No, oh, man. People um, do no, not talk no. like that in my family. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that they do. Chris, so you were telling us in the green room before we got started that you go to every single Eagles game that there is. Tell us a little bit about that. How many years have you been doing this? Is this something new, something that's been ongoing for a while? Probably the last uh, few years I've gone to every one. I did skip one um, in 2021 because we got whooped by the Raiders so bad, and I had already been to Detroit. I didn't care if we beat them or <laughs> It was like Halloween weekend. I had just got my puppy Dawkins from uh, from Texas. So I was Cute like, dog, oh, I saw dress him up as a banana and parade, parade him around for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before that, like 2017, I think I missed three away games. Um, 2018, maybe about the same. 2019, maybe a couple. 
2020, we went to every game we could. There was six games, three home, three away. We hit all those. But, yeah, man, it's, I'm a contractor. It's tough for me to get out when everybody else is on vacation. So I take my birdcations and, you know, usually a Saturday to a Monday and see the town. Now we're seeing people from all over the country, all over the world that meet us at these other away games. And it's a, it's a whole family, man. Sometimes we share Airbnbs, we do our thing, and, you know, it's a whole family on the road. There's there's people I meet on the road all the time that I never even see at home games. You know, they'll come out for some, but, like, you know, it's like the road family, you know, the road crew. (laughs) I love that. And we bring it, man. We've taken over them stadiums. L.A. was another (laughs) I mean, do you – yeah, do you have a a stadium that stands out? you know, above the mall. I mean, it sounds like you've, you've probably been Dallas uh, multiple times considering we play them every year and you've been going to all these games. So um, I get, you know, yeah. How, how do, what are some of your favorite stadiums and how does Dallas, you know, cause you're going to have two friends with you possibly this weekend. Yeah. Alex and Ali are both going to be going to the game. So I know right. Ali has been to the stadium. Alex, this is going to be his first time. So, first time. you know, you got any words of wisdom for, for these guys? Most of the big new domes um, now, especially with L.A. Um, and, of course, uh, Minnesota for the Super Bowl. Um, but Dallas is the one. It's it's still the biggest, baddest one in the, in the whole place. I mean, you know, it's filled with mm-hmm. Cowboy fans, unfortunately. It's very hard to take that stadium over because there's so many fans there. And yeah. So many Dallas fans. Fraud fans come from around the country, you know. But I'll give them credit. At least they're being baptized in their own stadium, finally, you know. Um, An ex-girlfriend came up briefly a minute ago. We won't comment on it, but she was a Cowboy fan. And I was like, well, you're going to have to come to the Cowboy stadium with me. And I took her every every year we were together. And, you know, so she's at least been to her own stadium. You got to, you you know, you got to baptize them right and at least have been there. (laughs) Talk about that smack while you're in Jersey or wherever. What's um? So, what's your least favorite stadium in the NFL? Oh, if you know, you know. FedEx, FedEx is trash. It's garbage. Yeah. FedEx is like playing. I'd rather go to a high school stadium than a FedEx field. What a garbage stadium! <laughs> no, no I'm hesitation. Sure on the verge, dropping too much money on a new stadium. So, whatever. So, Chris, um, you know, talk to me about your your early years, right? Like, how did you how did you become the man that you are? Your Eagles fandom. Um, one question that we normally ask is like, what player got you started as an Eagles fan to to the point of where you're at now? I guess started was back in the day watching Cunningham and those guys when I was young, yeah, man. like twelve years old or so, and um, I was a baseball kid more than anything. But I I would follow them with a friend of mine's. Uh, all right, you're ready. You're about to get a story here. So I um, was following him with my friend's older brother, Dan, and um, he was a big Eagle fan. I was still more baseball, this and that. So either way, I had a hat collection. Now, my mom, one day, one year, I was about 14. I had my first job. I was pumping gas at a, a place down the street from my high school. One of those old starter Dallas Cowboy hats. Oof. I wore it one time pumping gas. I mean, it's not a glorious job. You know, it's going to get dirty. It's kind of a work hat thing idea for that day. One of my brother's best friends, I had no idea, was a diehard Eagle fan. He took my scrawny ass and threw me in the dumpster behind the place. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. I'm on my feet. Then he pushes me down into it. All I hear is, like that. A freaking, uh, almost a two-foot raccoon bit me in the leg. We're talking about months of rabies shots, all this and that. He covered it all. Then I realized with the dedication, I realized there's something different about football, something different about football fandom. A, that hat went right, stayed in that dumpster. 
and we're at now. <laughs> so he scared you straight, uh, basically, is what happened. Passionate Eagle fans were. So he's so, rabies shots every Friday. <laughs> what? So, so Chris, are you saying that he scared you straight, essentially? Well, then I knew what was going on. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> man, I was still a baseball fan. Hey, that's different. That's different. Now baseball <laughs> gets me over to football, man. That's it. It's just a screensaver for the year until I get to football. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that, so who was your first uh, Eagles jersey that uh, you you got uh, you bought? I had a Cunningham back then, even like yeah, the, you know, still on the line. But uh, Dawkins is obviously everything. That's what my dog's named after now. Uh, Rob got in um, Oklahoma City, 2021. Um, actually, my father passed in July. Two weeks later, when I got back, one of my best friends passed, and then my dog passed. My best friend was a Cowboy fan. So after all that, dealing with all that, I was like, all right, well, I went to his service on Saturday. Monday morning, I was headed out to get the dog. I said, well, and, and this this service was like Cowboys things everywhere. His urn looks like something Jerry Jones would be in. So I told his parent, his uh, brother and sister, I was like, I'm going to Dallas tomorrow or Monday. Give me a little bit of his ashes. I'll put him right on the star. Now he's the only man on the star. Um, there was a little bit left in the package because it is the only stadium that has a policy against it. So then I really wanted to do it. Um, but there was a little bit left in the bottom, so I put him in the cheerleaders' uh, locker room on the rookie side. So he's always got, you know, some nice, lady, fresh <laughs> prop. And then I got most Philly stories I could ever hear. I took him for his first walk um, around AT&T Stadium. He did his business, and you now he's been he's he's been to thirty tailgates, six different stadiums. Wow, double already. He's been to the the whole East a couple times. <laughs> Does he have an Eagles jersey? I mean, uh, it's got to be a Dawkins jersey. Custom Dawkins. Brian, Brian Pawkins coming now. Hawk? It's it's oh Brian pa- Pawkins. Brian Pawkins. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> and he acts cool sometimes, so I know it's legit. <laughs> All right, so we we talked a lot about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we obviously have a game coming up this weekend. As Andrew said, Alex and I are going to be there. We're going to the um, Philly Sports Trips tailgate, uh, yep. which I would love to get your thoughts on like what to expect there. How wild is it going to be? Um, are, are there going to be any raccoons? Or we're going to need rabies shots going into this tailgate. I, t- please tell us. Um, but also, <laughs> but also, we we have a pretty important game coming up. The Eagles are number one in the NFC right now, and there are a lot of implications to what could potentially happen at the end of Sunday night. The Eagles could win and kind of cement their ownership over the number one seed. Or the Eagles could lose to the Dallas Cowboys and drop potentially all the way down to the number five seed. So, um, Chris, let's let's start off with the tailgate first. Um, Want to get your thoughts on on what that entire experience is like, and then head over into the game. What are your thoughts on what we can expect in this game? What your were your thoughts on uh, as far as uh, the keys to success and how the Eagles can come out with the W? Uh, and then hit us with a score prediction at the end of it. Sure, sure. Well. The tailgates are excellent. The tailgates are fully catered. I mean, you got the, you got the legend there, big Hollis Thomas. And if you don't know Hollis Thomas, he's he's a he's his own mythical creature himself. Love that. <laughs> and uh, a lot a lot of people from all over that we travel with all the time will be out there coming from all over the place. It's always good vibes. Always a great time. They take care of everything. And man, Vince really looks out for his people and everybody in the, in, involved in the tailgates. 
God, he, the guy probably had a hell of a week trying to reschedule everything for Seattle coming up this next coming week. Mm. Um, but yeah, now tailgate's going to be primo a plus. Um, I believe in the fourth and John guys are going to be out there too. There's gonna be a lot of friends out there. Um, this get the game. Well, I've been to, like I said, this will be my 10th game. I was four and zero there for a while. Then we lost five in a row there. So I've Goodness. seen how bad it can go. Uh, no clear recovery brings up to, you know, all, all these kind of, uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my no clear I just recovery. sat in my seat. I'm like, what are you talking about? Really? Yeah, it's, it's been a – we've had a rough go there lately. But you know what? They know what's at stake now, and they just took one on the chin. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be fired up. And if we if we didn't have a, a, th- a third and 30 get converted last year, um, Minshew would have – Minshew did his job. I mean, what else could we do last year, you know? So I think we, we had it last year, but they, they play tough out there, man. They play real tough in their house. So we're going to have to bring it this week, and I don't think we, I don't think that'll be a problem. What do you think the score prediction is going to be? I would like to say twenty four seventeen birds because it's not going to be a you know it's not going to be a walk in the park, but also our defense should be tuned up for that one. Hopefully, it can you know stick it to them and get to the quarterback. Uh, hey, they're a little overrated right now, if you ask me. They played one winning team, and once they beat them, guess who wasn't a winning team anymore? So theoretically, they played no winning teams yet. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if everyone wants to look out for you, I know that you know. A lot of times people will be like, oh, yeah, I remember you guys interviewed this guy. Where are you going to be sitting in the stadium? I'm, I assume row one. Tickets are wildly overpriced, but I, I waited. I know. I'll find my way down there. You'll see me. Yeah, we haven't we haven't even bought our tickets yet. I think Ali and I were looking at like section 302, which isn't quite the nosebleeds, or like middle ring. It's like $780 a ticket. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gone I up to- since then. It's Great. gone up since then. Yeah, and I mean, like, listen, like, we went to the Super Bowl last I think you were at the Super Bowl, too, I'm last sick. year, weren't you? Yeah. 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 Minute too, uh, last hour, about a thousand. They dropped, they dropped to a thousand bucks the last hour. Oh, oh, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, had, yeah. <laughs> they also had that golf tournament out there, which I think a lot of money came in last minute for, you know what I mean? The, the waste management tour. So, mm-hmm. yep. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Dang, Ali. We may have to rethink our strategy. We may, we may be doing standing room only then. <laughs> Drew, hit us. Gonna get standing room, stay by them rails because you'll be just watching TV in the back of like 30, 40 people, if not. You know what I mean? You gotta get a good spot if you're doing standing room. Okay. That's good. Well, Chris, if I see you on TV, if 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 I see you eating some good old Texas barbecue and you got a little extra sauce, you know, hanging on your on your (laughs) stash, just know that there's someone watching that'd be like, I would I would lift that right off of that. You're out there in Arlington. Man, it's amazing. (laughs) That that's the only spot I care to go other than that stadium. Hurtado's barbecue. Oof. It's so Ooh, good. Hurtado's barbecue. Hurtado's. Good to know. Yeah, Writing that one down. Mm. The things you learn. The things you learn here at, at Winging It. Inside, get the El Jefe. It's about 40 bucks. You're going to need to share a couple of them because <laughs> they're huge. You guys going to be eating good. Oh, yeah. uh, in, in terms of this game, guys, I mean, Chris, you just you, you said 24-17. Man, if the Eagles can only let up 17 points to Dallas, I will be over the moon. I don't know how it's going to happen right now. Um, I didn't realize how much the Eagles were going to miss Zach Cunningham. I know that yeah. we, uh, you know, we we just we just signed Shaq Leonard, and and yeah, it's it's good because it's filling a need, and I do think that he'll probably be an upgrade from the practice squad type of players that we've had. But, you know, I'm looking at stats from the last time that we played Dallas. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had 11 catches for 191. Their tight end, Jake Ferguson, had seven for 91 and a touchdown. I'm just, you know, I don't worry about Jalen. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about putting up points. Dallas Goddard's coming back, which is which is huge. And I'm really hoping that that can provide enough of a spark for us to, to win this game. But 
I mean, Dallas's offense is good, and I hate saying that, and I hate thinking that Dak Prescott has ability. I don't want to watch this game and think that this guy actually is capable of winning MVP. I don't believe that. Um, with that being said, like, I'm going to take Dallas to win, and I hate mm-hmm. that I'm doing it. I just what I saw from our defense last week. And I I learned today that Josh Sweat has already played more snaps than he has the entire season last year. Yeah, we we are the worst team in the defense or I'm sorry, we're the worst team in the league um, on third down defense. We have the least amount of sacks on third downs. So I just feel like by the time third down comes, our our guys are worn out and we're not getting after the quarterback and teams convert on us. I'm going to say I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Give me Dallas 31. Nope. 34. And the Eagles, 27. Yeah, it's kind of tough, Drew. And I'm sitting here. I I even texted our group chat today, and I just said, I'm really worried that Ali and I are spending all this money just to go watch us get our ass kicked in, in Texas. You know, and I don't think it could be a blowout, though, because they just got blown out. So it's so hard for me to imagine that happening back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I mean, it could, right? But we also have Brian Johnson uh, at the helm here, and <laughs> we're bringing in a, you know, and, and I'm excited for Shaq Leonard. You guys saw the reaction live on the podcast earlier this week, but he got cut. Like, you don't just, like, let all pros go because you let you don't just let all pros go with two back surgeries recovering and not seeing the full playing time on the field and expect him to to, to be significantly better. But I do think he's an upgrade, right? But like the the, the let, let's look at the let's look at the well, I don't want to say the stats because Ali's going to come with the stats. But let's look at the story here. I mean, Chris already said it. Dallas hasn't beat a single team over 500 yet. We've beat several teams, right? The the level of competition we've had with seemingly no weeks off and and little rest in between is impossible for almost any NFL team to go unscathed. And I think all of us predicted uh, we were going to lose. At the macro level, it's just when you actually break it down and say, hey, we actually have to lose games like you have to lose games to we're not going to go, you know, 17, 16 and 0. Right. Um, But if the Eagles do lose, we will go to the five seed, you know, depending on the on the favorites winning. But here's where the tide is changing. Um, I think the pressure is really on Dak right now. And this is a very vintage Cowboys moment Mm -hmm. where if he loses, he's going to be called a fraud. He's going to get in his own way. And he's going to say, yeah, like that's what happened when you put all this pressure on Dak Prescott. And this has been his story. He cannot get out of the second round in the playoffs, right? And I wanted just to sit here and say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to lose this game. But here's the thing. This is not Jalen Hurts. This is not the way that he's built. And I know that he's going to come back after getting his ass whooped last week. And he's going to bounce back. We also know that Mike McCarthy just got appendicitis surgery yesterday. They like chopped him up and took his appendix out. I don't know if he's going to be coaching on Sunday. That may actually be a better thing for Dallas um, with a little bit of, you know, flavor and we can't really game plan against whoever may be calling the game. But I just think Dak put up 40. He's being touted as the MVP. Realistically, he hasn't done anything. Eagles are still the number one seed. Um, We're making some personnel changes and Dallas Goddard's coming back. I just don't see Jalen Hurts losing this game. I think we're going to see a primetime vintage Dak Prescott losing a big moment against the up and coming face of the NFL and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will win this game. 38 to 31 is my score prediction. I like it. Wow. All right. Um, first, before I get into to, to what I think this game is going to turn into, um, I need to recant something. So last week in our episode, um, I threw a bunch of shade towards Brian Johnson um, and I need to recant some of that shade. 
Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider, um, came out with a report um, a couple of days ago, actually, saying that Nick Sirianni is in extreme control of how this offense is run. And I want to pause to think about. So you hate Nick Sirianni now? Is that where you're going? I don't hate Nick Sirianni. (laughs) I'm just saying it's a little complicated besides, you know, other than just saying, hey, it's just Brian Johnson. It's an entanglement. (laughs) It's an entanglement. I'm conflicted right now because I do remember a time when the Eagles offense was managed by Nick Sirianni. And it wasn't until he relinquished the reins to Shane Steichen that we actually started seeing production out of this offense. Call it, you know, the fact that Brian Johnson is an inexperienced offensive coordinator and Nick Sirianni feels like he needs to have more control of the offense. I do think that blaming Brian Johnson solely is, uh, it's not the complete picture. I think Nick Sirianni has a lot to blame in how our offense has been, the lack of production of our offense and the play calling. It's not just on Brian Johnson. I almost figure like it's, it's almost like Brian Johnson's playing Madden and Nick Sirianni is the one that's offering the three plays that he can pick from. And he's just the one that's saying, uh, quarterback draw, right? Um, it, it's, it's an incomplete. It sounds like Tech Mobile. <laughs> it is. It is very much so. That's, that's actually the Philadelphia Eagles offense right there. You just summed it up perfectly. Drew. <laughs> the second thing is I got to give kudos to Mike McCarthy, man. Um, Dak Prescott, we were talking about how he was asked last season. And it, frankly, coaching has a lot to do with how a quarterback can, can show up in games, as we can see from the fact that Jalen Hurts had an all-star, all-pro season last year, and now it looks like he's struggling to, to make stuff up on his own. Um, Mike McCarthy has shown that he can he can get back to what he does best, which is calling offensive plays in the NFL. And frankly, I hope for our sake that his appendicitis is, is a little too bad and he's not able to show up um, to the game on Sunday. Not to say that I wish harm on anyone. I'm just saying that I hope his no, recovery is Giving all is Eagles fans a great name here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yes, hope his, yes, yes. his appendix just so This is, this just is one of the out. things where Chris and on. It's like, okay, are we good fans or bad fans? And Oh, no, he's on a podcast <laughs> wishing that his appendicitis is worse. And Chris and listen, face is on listen. it. Just, <laughs> it can't be worse. It... Like falling duty. <laughs> What was that? What was that guy was the originator of losing play calling duties, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Come on. Yes. Listen, I, I love I that uh, wish... Sirianni doesn't want uh, – well, I don't know if he doesn't want them, but I, lo- I I need a coach that just runs – like a special teams coordinator, just runs the team. You're responsible for this. You're responsible for this. There's accountability across the board. Andy Reid, that didn't work after a while. He was too stubborn in his ways. Chip Kelly, who knows what the hell he was trying to do. But I I love a guy who really just wants the, you know, he's the coach, he's the manager, he's the general manager. Well, not the general manager, but you know, like of a, in a retail organization, you got the GM here, everybody does their job. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's what we have now. And I, I I like how he does that. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, I can't wish bad on a guy's appendix because it already exploded. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) bye. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the, the thing I'm going to be looking at in this game is honestly the, the relationship between the Dallas offense and our defense. Uh, Dallas is number one in points per game. We're number 24, uh, our defense is. They're number five in yards per game. Our defense is number 22. Number three in points per play, we are number 25. And the list just continues to go on and on and on and on and on all the way until the stat that, Drew, you shared when you were giving your analysis in this game which is third down percentage. We are the worst in third down percentages out of any team in the NFL. We are worse than the Cardinals. We are worse than the Panthers. We are worse than any team. 
the top, or I'm sorry, the bottom 10 teams in third down conversions are losing. They all have losing records. They have no chance of making the playoffs. And we are one of those bottom 10 teams. We're, we're kind of an enigma with that stat. Um, from an offensive perspective, uh, it's where I do have a little bit more hope. We are um, significantly better in red zone scoring, despite what happened last week. We were actually Ugh. the number one team in red zone scoring for the last like four weeks prior to the game against San Francisco. Yeah, that's oh. pretty surprising, right? That is very surprising. Um, whereas Dallas is number 23 in red zone defense. Um, I'm sorry, mm. we are the number nine team in red zone scoring offense. Dallas is the number 23 team in red zone defense. So if we're able to get down there in the red zone, I, I have a lot of confidence that Jalen Hurts and the offense is going to be Hold able on, to you find said, a way. Are we the number one red zone or number nine? Are you talking about season rankings and we were number one for the last four weeks? So we were number one in the last four weeks of red zone offense before the 49 But for the season, we're n- ranked number nine. Correct. Got yes. it. Okay. We, we had a slow start to the season. If you remember, we were having a hard time getting in the red zone or mm-hmm. in the end zone. I'm sorry. Once we got in the red zone. It feels like it's been all year, but yeah, it, it does feel like it's been all year, but you know what? We've been scoring pretty well, it, you know, again, San Francisco aside, but Dallas's red zone defense is pretty suspect. Um, they're number 15 in giving up touchdowns per game and they're number 10 in the third down conversions. So if we can get some pretty explosive plays, if we can get down into the red zone, I have a lot of confidence that we're going to be able to score. Despite that, though, I don't have a lot of confidence in our defense. This is going to turn into a shootout. And when it comes to our play calling and what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, um, frankly, I I don't think we're going to be able to keep up with uh, the scoring at Dallas, especially with that crowd in the frenzy that it's going to be in. Because frankly, Dallas fans, I was there last year. They were completely docile, really kind, really nice to me until the Cowboys won in that Christmas Eve game. And then it was like, oh, Eagles suck. You guys are the worst. You guys are terrible, right? So they only come out when their team is winning and it looks like they're going to win the game, which I feel like there is going to be a a pretty high chance of that. So my score prediction this game is 31 Dallas, 24 Eagles. Mm. And I say that because partly because I think this is how the game is actually going to turn out. And the other part of it is the other two times this season where I predicted an Eagles loss, it actually turned it out, turned out to be the most complete games that we've run. The first one was against the Rams. The second one was against the Dolphins. So here is me hoping that third time is again, again, be a charm. Um, but there's my score prediction, 31 to Cowboys, 24 Eagles. Damn. There you go. And then just for all of you betting folks out there, we're going to get into swinging it here in a second. The Eagles and the line has moved are three and a half point underdog. No, it was always three and a half. I thought it was two and a half. It's, it's always been three and a half, uh, three and a half point underdog. So they are eligible for swinging it. Andrew, explain the game. Swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. All right, swingers, it's time to swing for those fences yet again. How does this game work? All four of us are going to pick an underdog. We're going to pick them to win the game outright. If that team wins, then that's if you pick that team correctly, then you are awarded the number of points that that team is getting in the spread. So a quick recap here. Ali won again last week, and I felt like Alex like dangled Green Bay to you, and you're just like, yeah, you know what? Give me Green Bay. Sure, fine. I'll take Green Bay. Crazy. And I can't even remember who they beat off the top of my head. The but Chiefs. I, what, the Kansas the City Ch- Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Did even, not see even that coming. When, even when I'm not trying, I still win. It's ridiculous. I'm like, enough. Enough already. So, Ali, you are now at 
33 and a half on the year, or am I still wrong? 30, Did I 34. 34. 34. I still can't do math. So now you're at 34 points on the year, followed by n- newly in second place, who Chris will be representing today. The audience picked the Bengals correctly, who beat the Jacksonville Jaguars on, I think it was Monday night. Uh, that was a nine point win. So now the audience has 23, uh, just about 10 points, a little over 10 points behind Ali. Then there's Alex who lost. You picked the Seahawks. Uh, Ugh. you're at 17 and a half and I'm in last. I took the Eagles last week and that was, uh, that just added insult to injury. So I still have 11. Um, not great. So Chris going to send it over to you. Give us your underdog. Well, it's a team that's been been doing a lot better lately, and um, I think their coach is finally getting control and figuring out what's going on. The quarterback, who a lot of people wanted here, and I didn't want. I had him in fantasy for a little while, and I wasn't believing it. It looked like he was at the end of his rope. I think the Broncos have something for the Chargers, and mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, the Chargers, I don't know what is up with them. They got a great quarterback, you'd think. Um, stud wide receivers. I mean, a great running back. The O-line must be just total trash. I don't follow them like I do the Eagles, and you know, I'm usually out of games, so I don't get to watch a lot of the games. But, I mean, it has to be O-line, I'd assume. I mean, I shoot, I met uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa – or Joey Bosa for the uh, Chargers at the uh, Chargers. Joey, yep. At the, uh, at the championship game last year. That dude is, a, is humongous. Like, there's no reason that guy shouldn't be dominating every week. <laughs> Something's up over there because they couldn't even barely beat – what was it, the Patriots the other week? They, what, I think Bosa is hurt, though, there? so that might have something to do with it. What's that? I think Bosa, I think he's been out with an injury, so that makes your Broncos pick look a little bit better. The lines must just be shot, and uh, I guess their defense is trash because I don't understand what's wrong with them. But the uh, the Broncos have been, you know, I don't say firing on all cylinders, but enough cylinders to get the job done, and I guess Sean Payton's coming through a little bit finally to this team and really making something happen there. Chris, the Broncos, I love that. I love that pick. I love that pick. There's not a quarterback, a starting quarterback that's out there that I hate more aside from Dak than Justin (laughs) Herbert. So I saw his win-loss record and I had to do a double take and I actually had to Google it to see if this was actually true. Since he entered the NFL, he is 30 and 31. He has a losing record as a starter in the NFL. I don't know how he gets credit for anything good when he's just that bad at winning. Wow. You know, I think I think a lot Probably of it's because he throws for four thousand yards every season. We we we're always been so successful because we stay focused on the lines, and you know a lot of those teams like the old uh, Colts and everything. Oh, we need another weapon. We need another weapon. Another weapon, and those weapons just don't add up after a while. And you need somebody to protect your main weapon, your quarterback, and get to there. They also have a yeah. They also have a huge Dingleberry as a freaking coach with uh, Brandon Staley, who likes to go for like fourth down on his own you know, 15 yard line. So uh, a lot of just dumb stuff going on in LA with the chargers. Yep. They should have never left San Diego. All right. So you got the Broncos. Great pick. I'm going to go. It looks like there's two Monday night games this week. I'm going to mm-hmm. take the freaking New York giants ah, to, that's pick. to beat Great the Packers. Pick. The Packers are on a tear right now. And yep. the giants are just kind of, they're just going out there. Tommy DeVito It's just like, whatever, like they have nothing to play for. So they're just going out there and, and they're swinging for the fences. So, Give me the Giants in the upset on Monday night against the Packers, who are trying to get a playoff spot. So they might, they might, they might run into right. Anyway, Alex. Yeah. So um, I'm surprised that this team. I mean, I guess the lines are fine. It's basically an even game. But uh, this astronaut has just shown that he cannot throw the ball. The allopation sensation is just not a good quarterback. Uh, Josh Dobbs has just not been playing so well. He had 
one week where he beat the Cowboys. I would love for like that loss, like to somehow come back and haunt Dallas from, you know, whatever, or making them face San Francisco in the playoffs and they lose. Um, but give me the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, to overtake the Vikings. I don't even know who their quarterback is right now. Um, but I just think Dobbs is going to have such a bad game again that the defense will just constantly get them in a place where they can score. So give me uh, Las Vegas plus three. Justin Jefferson returning from injury. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll light a fire in Josh Dobbs. Who knows? I don't know. I think Our- Max Crosby is going to be haunting him in his dreams. So. There you go. You're probably yeah. You're probably not wrong about that, Ali. Do All us right. the honors of uh, finishing this off. All right. Uh, and as soon as I finish it off, Chris, we have this uh, tradition now where um, we'll send it to to our guest to to send us home on the episode. So once I give my swing in it pick, I'll I'll send it over to you to to, the, to end the episode. Um, I said that the Eagles were going to lose this game in my analysis. This is my oh, way God. of hedging. This is my way of hedging. Give me the birds against the Cowboys. That's awful. I like it. I yeah, like it. Awful. I mean, I, th- I I think I think it should be illegal. To be honest, I, I I don't think we should we should let this happen. But um, screw it. I hope the Eagles win, and I hope you get your points. <laughs> All right, Chris. This is episode seventy five. Send us home, man. Like it's like the shirt says, Philly versus everybody, and that means the Cowboys especially. Let's go, Birds! E A D L E S Eagles. Let's go. Let's go.